This audio is brought to you by MuslimCentral.com. As powerful and as beautiful as it was to witness the Quran coming upon the Prophet Wasallam, it's still just as miraculous and as majestic today as it was then. And that's why it is the timeless miracle. It's the miracle that stays with us even though we never got to accompany him Wasallam. But what was it like when you were with the Prophet Wasallam? and there were other miracles that were taking place as well? And was there a benefit to those miracles as they happened in front of your eyes? So I want to focus on two categories of miracles that you would have witnessed with the Prophet regularly. And one of them was the miracle of trees and stones that would greet him and that clearly had an attachment to him, meaning even nature had an attachment to him And remember that the Prophet taught us that the student of knowledge, the scholar, has everyone and everything making dua for them, even the animals, even the fish in the sea, even the environment makes dua for the student of knowledge and the scholar because they benefit everything around them. And with the Prophet Sallallahu was the most blessed of those who were given knowledge because he received knowledge directly from the heavens Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Now, when the Prophet was growing up and before he received revelation, he used to have these miracles take place with him, the trees that would extend their branches, the stones that would say salam to him, but the Prophet would ignore them because he didn't know what to make of them at that point in his life. However, after the age of 40, Jabir ibn Samara he says, the Prophet said, I recognize the stone in Mecca, which used to say salam to me before my advent as a prophet, and I still recognize that stone even now. And Ali ibn Abi Talib said, when we would go out in Mecca, even in the early days of the prophethood of the Prophet the trees and the rocks as we passed them by would say, As-salamu alayka, Ya Rasulullah. Peace be unto you, O Messenger of Allah. Anas ibn Malik anhu, he says that one time we were with the Prophet and he had this handful of small stones in his hand. And as the stones were in his hand, they began to do tasbih in his hand. They began to praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the hand of the Prophet So it was common to see nature showering blessings upon the Prophet because they felt blessed by his presence. And the most prominent story is one that was witnessed by numerous companions. And I want you to imagine the scene. The Prophet he used to stand by a tree on the day of Friday. And he used to lean on that tree when he would give the khutbah. And then one of the women of the Ansar said to the Prophet Ya Rasulullah, should we make a minbar for you? Should we make a pulpit for you? So the Prophet said, in shi'tum, if you wish, then go ahead and do so. So we built a pulpit, a minbar for the Prophet And when the Prophet went to the minbar to start giving the Jum'ah khutbah from there, to start giving the sermon from there, they said that the date palm tree started to cry like a child. Some of the Sahaba, they described the crying of that tree like a pregnant she-camel about to give birth. And some of them said it was moaning like a baby. Can you imagine sitting there and you're looking at a tree crying? And the Prophet ﷺ, what does he do? He descends from his manbar. He goes to the tree ﷺ, and he starts to comfort the tree And just like if you were comforting a child, the crying would start to calm down until the crying stops, or you hope that the crying stops. 
the Prophet ﷺ was comforting the tree and all of the Sahaba are looking at the Prophet ﷺ and they're thinking to themselves, what is going on? SubhanAllah, this is incredible. And the Prophet ﷺ says, Tabki ala ma kana that the tree is crying because it's missing what it used to hear of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because the Prophet ﷺ had moved to the minbar, the tree was saddened that it would no longer have the Prophet ﷺ leaning upon it and speaking under it ﷺ. So that's one category of miracles that you would witness. And you would have witnessed that particular miracle because it was the day of Jum'ah when the people were gathered. Then you have another category of miracles and that was the blessing that his blessed hands used to produce And what that looked like was that he could either put his hands on something that produced nothing and it would start to produce, or the Prophet would put his hands on a small quantity of things and it would become a large quantity. So you have the narrations of the Prophet putting his hands on the udders of an animal that doesn't give milk and then that animal starts to flow with milk. Like in the case of Umm Abad, the story of Umm Abad radiallahu ta'ala anha. And then you have all these narrations of the Prophet with food, small quantities of food and small quantities of water. You have a narration from Abdurrahman ibn Abi Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhuma who says that we were 130 people with the Prophet And the Prophet said, do any of you have any food with you? And so each one of them, you know, came forth and all they had was just a small amount of food and it was all mixed together. Then the Prophet saw this man and he had some sheep. So the Prophet said, are you selling these sheep or are you giving them away? He said, no, I'm selling these sheep. So the Prophet bought one of the sheep and Abdurrahman says that the Prophet cooked the sheep himself. And then the Prophet as he cooked the sheep alayhi salatu wasalam, he started to cut from that sheep and he started to serve the people. And he said he served from his own hand sallallahu alayhi wasallam 130 people. And not a single one of us had any food that was missing. And he said we even were able to stow some of it away as extra for our families. So the Prophet sallallahu was able to turn one dish into two dishes. He was able to turn two dishes into 200 dishes. And there are numerous narrations of that sort. And you have the narration that we already covered, for example, of the laban, the yogurt drink that the Prophet ﷺ served to Abu Hurairah and some of Ahl Sufa, some of the poor people in the masjid. And it never runs out because it's from the hands of the Prophet ﷺ. And you have the narration of over a thousand people eating from one pot in Khandaq, in the trench that the Prophet ﷺ was able to extract the barakah from. You have the Prophet ﷺ taking a small pot of water and pouring the water through his hands and the Prophet ﷺ calling the Sahaba to him as the small amount of water comes through his fingers and all of them were able to do wudu, all of them were able to drink and all of them were even able to take enough water to give to their animals, subhanAllah. So the Prophet ﷺ produces barakah, produces blessing in quantity. And that's something that the ulama point to, the scholars point to. They say, SubhanAllah, even the miracles of the Prophet ﷺ were mercy. Even in his miracle was a rahmah. Why? Because the Prophet ﷺ gave you more than you expected, whether it was in terms of worldly things or if it was in terms of things regarding the hereafter. صلوا عليه صلى الله عليه وسلم